someone's gonna roller skate around. <laughs> There's gonna be a dance break <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Xanadu's a great film. Gene Kelly, killing it as an old. We are live, JW Mega White Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And today, you're in for a special surprise treat. Um, yeah, got some fresh local tunes for you. We got a special surprise calling guest coming in at 420. Uh, so, gosh, you know, it's so hot outside. Um, it's unreal. It really is that hot. 96 degrees last I checked in San Francisco, which is uh, pretty rare. So I wanted to uh, start off uh, this uh, radio uh, show uh, with a local artist uh, called Sunk. Um, they're actually that song. You just heard my theme song um, that is done by them. And they also have a song called Arcada. I personally love this song. Well, I like all their stuff, but this one has some wildlife in it. And I feel like with the, the summer night... I think there's going to be a lot of wildlife out tonight. I just think uh, with this heat, especially in San Francisco, which is so rare, there's going to be some wild animals out there tonight. So this uh, is a song called Arcada by Sunk, and this is off their record Music for Moving. And here we go. Thank you. 
those little am- animal noises. Just can't get over it. It's so fun, that ambient music. Uh, so that is uh, Sunk, and they just came out with a new um, album called 2020. You should check it out on Bandcamp. It's a fun uh, fun record. Um, so it's funny. I was just thinking about uh, Elliot Racine. Um, so I don't know if anybody remembers what they were doing uh, Valentine's Day of 2020, but I was sitting back here at Mutiny Radio with Elliot Racine, and uh, <laughs> he made this flyer for it and everything. Wow. It's like time travel. Yeah, so um, Elliot's got a new record out as well. This is uh, funny. This actually came out right before this whole lockdown. So I'm sure he's working on a lot of stuff out there. So uh, this is... Um, this is was a song is the album Curiosity and this is a song called Root of Creation. Elliot Racine, Mini Radio.
Love is on the air. Yeah, Valentine's Day is sitting back with his, with Elliot, and uh, talking about how you're writing music for the mind, for the body, and it's very, really philosophical. Yeah, so it was fun. Love is on the air. And so last week we had um, a band uh, called Dirty Cakes call in. Um, they just came out with a new record. Also, um, yeah, we are having a special surprise call-in guest calling here at 420. And then we are playing back a Tiki Desk concert, um, Chroma C. So that would be fun. Some ambient music for you. Uh, so this is um, Dirty Cakes, and this is a song called Resist Trump. <laughs> Enjoy.
That guitar feedback is wild. It sounded like a plane. It was rad. Um, yeah, so Dirty Cakes. Wow, that's a rock and roll band right there. Got another rock and roll band where we had Tiki Desk a couple weeks ago. Um, band called The Lucy's. They got a new uh, single out called Honey. They're working on the music video. I'm looking forward to seeing that. That's going to be fun. And uh, we have a special surprise calling guest calling in three minutes. So we got enough time for this one last song uh, before the calling guest. All right, so this is uh, Honey. Is the name of the song. They got the look that'll make you sell your soul. have a caller. Hello, Maddie. Hello. Hey, how's it going over there? <laughs> it's good. How are you? I'm doing well. You're, you got to be melting. I know I am. I'm totally melting. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Look, yeah. But I'm in a cool space for the moment being because I'm on a radio show. Nice, yeah. I'm lucky that here in the mission at Mutiny, 
that we have some trees kind of around the area, so I think we're partially shaded. And I'm, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm in an incubator at all. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I know that. Gosh, yeah, you got a cool, cool thing going with you know, in the uh, the community here. And um, oh, thank yeah, thanks for calling in. I know that um, you know, you got a cool story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I mean, it was kind of definitely happenstance the way we met, but it seems like there's very crazy coincidences. So it's kind of fun to be able to chat about it. Yeah, um, I just like how do you even meet people these days? You know, <laughs> definitely. Well, I mean, in Uber at seven o'clock in the morning, or. I guess, <laughs> Um, <laughs> wherever it may be. Um, yeah, but, you know, I might be going to the beach later, but we're not supposed to meet anyone these days. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah, um, gosh. Yeah, this... Yeah, yeah so, um, I know, you know, you're, you're in the community and you're art curator and you're organizing all these events and <laughs> you're a big part of the community and you're native and... Gosh, we're like wild horses these days. There's not very many of us around, it seems like, but maybe they're all coming back. We'll see. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it's you know it's interesting for us. I mean, I guess I can share with whomever is listening who I am in a way. Would that be good? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess yeah. I mean, I'm Maddie, and right now um, I'm working in the Tenderloin and the lovely Tenderloin. Um, organizing or like provide like organizing um, arts and kind of like holistic programming for um, the amazing people that live in the SROs down there um, and just creating like new opportunities for people um, that lived um, in the Tenderloin to like you know express themselves in new ways and receive different creative opportunities and so I'm really excited about that that feels really good um, especially in a time like now I feel like we all need that but um, you know I feel like the people that live in the Tenderloin, especially people that are affected by homelessness and are unhoused, are often the most forgotten, you know, or sometimes talked about, but the least is done about what, how we can support their lives. So, um, yeah, really grateful to, do, to be doing that. Um, but, yeah, I'm from the Mission District. Um, I what like, born and raised, you know, Mission Y was my preschool as a kid. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, um, but I've traveled the world quite a lot since then, and lived in the UK for a little bit. Yeah, I saw uh, that in London. <laughs> yeah, I lived in London for about three years, or three and a half years, and was doing like some rad arts programming out there. Um, but I'm all over the map, you know. I think that's as um, San Franciscans are or can be sometimes. The best of us are, you know, the wild, wild west kind of cats. <laughs> wild, wild west. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I consider that, yeah, definitely the wild, wild west. I, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think we may have talked about it. Yeah, so at one point, you know, I did my first apartment I got in San Francisco. I'm an East Bay native. I uh, was in the Tenderloin, mm -hmm. and I was living in um, in this uh, converted, uh, it used to be, it was a 1927 hotel that they converted mm -hmm. into efficiency studios. And so uh, I, cool. <laughs> it was really the cool. Efficiency kind of. Yeah. I had a view. Question mark, right? <laughs> I had a view, and I I'm a oh, sucker for a view, and um I I was really shocked. I mean, I'm a logical thinker too. I mean, I I worked downtown, so it made sense for me to live in the Tenderloin. I couldn't justify moving to the Sunset or the Richmond, you know, because before I was you know in Berkeley, Temescal, you know, uh, Rockridge area, and I couldn't right. justify. And I'm a logical thinker. 
And so I moved there, and I, I actually really liked the neighborhood. I mean, yeah, it was a little, but um, I was really shocked at what a bum rap it got for the questionably house. I, I don't know, and instead of looking at it as, um, a you know, a thing, I, 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 you know. So I think I felt like it came in and out of waves, but I, I mm-hmm. feel like art is a great, in my opinion, you know, for me, myself, personally, I can, you know, sure there's plenty of other artists out there to have you know a creative outlet um is is great and to be able to and i feel like with the questionably housed as well um there's different reasons of why people are questionably housed there's plenty of college educated people that are Mm -hmm. on the streets and so what i (coughs) some i realize is just there's no continuity in it and i'm really passionate about our community i um and the tenderloin especially um definitely yeah and i so i think what you're doing is so great and i mean i know that you're doing so many things too <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah it can do um yeah no, I, I agree with you i think like you know i think for artists or people that are creatively inclined we realize like you know that is almost like kind of in, an important kind of intervention for survival you know what i mean um whether that's like emotional survival or like you know, personal, emotional, or, like, communal, or historic, you know, we wouldn't, um, yeah, and, like, kind of charting who has come before us, like, through their artwork and stuff like that, like, when I was in London, I was, um, I was pretty heavy in the punk scene out there, and, like, um, yeah, it's just, you know, looking at, like, different kind of punk histories, and what that means for, you know, and how it was, like, a space of refuge for so many people, and I think lots of, like, you know, art can, art is often a place of refuge for, um, you know, everything from the individual creating a piece of work in, like, by themselves to, like, you know, a whole community, um, whether you're doing community projects or, like, a whole, you know, generation, let's say, if, if your art impacts the world that way, you know, and I think that's, like, a really special thing. So the more people that we can um, support in finding that kind of outlet, I think the better, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I. Yeah. I just can't imagine what the punk scene is, was like in in London when you were there. Uh, <laughs> how cool that must it was have been! Really, it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was still like super DIY, you know what I mean? Um, and then there's like there's different like obviously there's different kinds of punk like different kinds of punk. But I was with this really cool um, collective called Decolonize Fest. Decolonize. Um, I like lived with some of the kind of co-organizers and. Stuff like that, and basically, Decolonize Fest was a P, like a DIY uh, POC led punk festival, um, and it's only like two or three, or no, maybe it's like three or four years old now. So it started like just when I was kind of moving out there, um, but they do like a really amazing work, and I mean, there's a great, there's a really good punk scene there still, but like, and it's always ever changing too. But you know, um, it's still like, you know, it's still there, which is nice. You know. Yeah, I, I've, I. I'm a big punk rock fan. I feel like it's kind of my, or definitely my roots. And, mm-hmm. you know, Johnny Ramone and Iggy Pop. And I remember totally. seeing pa- this. Polystyrene, was that a rare person for you? Yeah. SSX, yeah. So I started, um, when I was in London at the gallery I worked at, I did the first ever um, archive show of Polystyrene's archival work. Um, and so it was like her personal and artistic archive and no um, a good friend of, yeah, a good, fr- it was, I mean, it was a wild, like wild experience. And sometimes I, cause I just moved back to the city in February from there. Um, happenstance. It wasn't even, 
because I knew Corona was coming or something. I just like <laughs> my life just turned <laughs> right, and like my life just turned. And then February, actually today, today's the fourteenth or the fifteenth. Is the fourteenth? Today's the fourteenth. Yeah, yeah. So that's really weird. Uh, six months ago today, February fourteenth, I moved back here, <laughs> um, which is wild. After like pretty much like twelve years on the road of like, I mean, in and out of California, but mostly like on the East Coast and um, and then in the UK for the last four years or three and a half years. Um, but I, yeah, and when I was in London, one of my really good friends actually went to school with Polystyrene's daughter. <clears throat> And she's awesome. Her name's Celeste. And um, if you don't like, I mean, I guess I'll talk about, like I'll talk about it because it's just important work. But like, yeah. um, for those listeners that don't know, Polystyrene was like one of the first um, black women to like lead a major like punk band, like not only in the UK but like internationally. Um, and yeah, and she like kind of like was the seminal point that like then created like the Riot Girl movement and all kinds of different stuff. But like super rad talking about feminism talking about what like mixed identities talking about like you know mental health stuff all kinds of amazing things and um she was just a maverick wasn't she yeah <laughs> um but um yeah but but her daughter is producing i don't know if you know this justin but her daughter just um authored like the first biography about her mom did you know that there was a biography out like a, a book that is? i didn't know is that recent um yes yeah, so it was just this um when did it come out and um hold on one second um just in March it was published um wow. and it's it's in the it's like it's in the states as well you can like get it in the states now too which is good like on Amazon um but it's like a super beautiful book it's like um it's like this big like kind of coffee table size book is what it looks like um and it has like all these old pictures and stuff like that and then it's made through um like the whole book is kind of written through interviews which also makes it really, really rad. So you have people like Vivian Westwood, Thurston Moore, Nana Terry, Don Letts, are all like, you know, Celeste went and interviewed all these people, Celeste as her daughter, and like interviewed all these people about her mom's like life and legacy. Um, so super rad book. Um, and just like rad story, if people don't know about Polystyrene, definitely, definitely look it out. Um, but yeah, but when I was in London, I was like, really it was really like blessed with the opportunity to actually like do the first ever show of polystyrene's personal archive um so it was yeah it was nuts and it was like really beautiful to do it in london of all the places too because obviously that's where she's from and um yeah just special things um and actually before corona happened we were planning on bringing it out for a u.s tour <laughs> like an international <laughs> u.s tour and then literally the entire world stopped so <laughs> so who knows <laughs> maybe I mean, like, ideally, once once things show out again, you know, we yeah. can get to rocking. But, um, but yeah. Eventually, it's gonna happen. Eventually, it'll happen, and I'll let you know so you can come. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one of her favorite songs. Uh, Germ Free Adolescence, maybe. That's good. Yeah. Adolescence. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. gosh, this this weekend being 96 degrees, I just I don't know. If a virus could make it through that heat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I hope not. I mean, then there you go. Germ-free adolescence is a good song for that. Um, I, I, I pray not. I mean, it's so hot. Like, I hope that we can just, like, wither it away. What are you going to do this weekend? Are you going to get out of the radio? Uh, I am so glad station? that you asked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, so I was, uh, I actually went on a camping trip. I was up in Guerneville for a couple days um and then uh -huh. decided because i'm just quarantining alone here i don't even have a p 
pet. I became a plant dog or plant plant dog. A plant dog. A, a plant dad. Um, yeah. So for this whole lockdown, but uh, I just I needed it to get out. So uh, me and a, a couple of friends uh, went up to Guerneville for a couple of days. Oh, it was beautiful, and then we went up to Calistoga. So Ooh, I don't know if you nice. made it up there that far. I mean, I'm I'm a native, a Bay Area native as well. Guerneville is some place yeah. I've been before, but Calistoga, that was a new experience. Wow. They had the yeah. hot What's springs. What's it like up there? <laughs> it was it was pretty hot, but like when we got there, because we just stayed there for a night, we'd rolled in kind of, you know, six o'clock, so it was kind of cooling down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But this morning when we woke up, gosh, I want to say it was like eight o'clock eight or nine o'clock it felt like it was 90 degrees already and we're like heading out absolutely insane yeah what are you doing this yeah. week I, th- I think what i'm gonna do is i am now that i watered my plants and my plants are still alive which i'm glad i'm probably oh, just gonna be going to golden gate park or something i feel like it's almost too hot for dolores i feel like it you know this yeah dolores is probably gonna be a, a shit show I mean, in in its in its natural form, but <laughs> yeah, I I agree. It's also like it's probably too many people. It's gonna be like ants on a sugar mound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I'm gonna go to the beach after this phone call, and yeah. I'll probably I think I'm gonna I'm a big ocean person, so Me I think too. I'm gonna be looking towards whatever waters I can find. Cause yeah, that's my jam. You know, it's something that I you know being a native here and or Bay Area native. Is that you know going down to Santa Monica? I went down to Santa Monica a couple months ago, and I was at Santa That's Monica right. Beach to to watch the sunset, and the sun didn't set on the ocean like it does in San Francisco. It was like behind oh, a hill crazy. somewhere. Well, because it's kind of tucked away in this little, you know. True. Yeah, it like goes off in the corner or something. Yeah, the sun always sets on the Pacific here. It's pretty. No, cool. that scares. Yeah, this is a perfect night for the beach. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my I was, friend just handed me a smoothie, so I'm taking a sip. That's nice. how I started off my day. I started yeah. off my day with a with a banana mango smoothie. This Calistoga campsite that we stayed at, they had this cafe, mm-hmm. and they were calling it a um, sunshine daydream. Was the name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what it. That's what it felt like too. It was just a sunshine shine daydream. Mm-hmm. Um. So I know. Um, yeah. For all the the listeners that haven't, you know. So I'm trying to feel like I. I want to say like okay. So, germ free um adolescence. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I want to. I'm gonna make sure oh. that I'm playing the right one. X-ray specs. Is that the? Yeah. Yeah. X-ray specs. Yeah. Or like O bondage of yours is another really good one. Yeah. Um, identity is another good one, but germ-free adolescence might be a good one, especially for the climate that we're in in regards to a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. So yeah. I wanted to give our listeners a, a a listen to this, and then we'll bring you back. We'll let you have that uh, that smoothie. Was it homemade? It's homemade. Oh wow, those are the best. Yeah, I'm special. I'm, I'm special treatment right now. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to play uh, some germ-free adolescence, and uh, we'll let you enjoy that smoothie and everyone out there enjoying a smoothie. And um, we'll come back.
That is a fun song. Yay! That is some punk rock. If anybody that's just listening in right now, we got Maddie Lois on the line. She's a uh, a uh, native Bay Area um, Mission, San Francisco native, and just got back from London, an art curator in uh, the downtown area. So yeah. cool. Um, and the Tenderloin, let's be real. Tenderloin. <laughs> I heart the TL. Yeah. I heart I, the TL forever. Gosh, I do. I just, uh, it's such a big part of me, too. And I think it kind of worked because I was an artist, but I I made some kind of post on it the other day. I just, I felt like when I was down there, and I guess, you know, I was a little bit younger, too. Uh, but mm. a lot of these frat bros oh would, God. would bash on the Tenderloin, and I'm just like, God, they're just like, this feels so wrong. Why are you saying negative things about a na- neighborhood? And I felt wrong. It just, right. um, and then, you know, with recent events and everything happening, it's just like, do you realize that you're being prejudiced against system, you know, systematic racism, you know, and just, um, right. it's, uh, I'm like being classist and racist and, you know, all kinds of different things. Yeah. Well, you so. notice, I think that people weren't consciously aware that they were being prejudice but that's what it felt like and it was just like and that was the thing i was the tenderloin guy you know i was like Uh oh he lives in the tenderloin before they even know my name he's like oh he lives in the tenderloin i was just like i don't know um (laughs) i thought you know i'm a good person sorry i don't live in the (laughs) marina but yeah like not not all of the world needs to look like a white utopia thank you kindly you know yeah yeah i don't know (laughs) there's plenty of and that's what's you know interesting about it like i I know there's plenty of people that live in the marina and live in Russian Hill that are, are cool, but it's those people that are going around. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm glad. Also, I think. I think yeah. What were we gonna say? Yeah, so I. It really was uh, affected me, and um, and I'm an artist, so it inspired me far as an artist, and you know, being kind of locked in my, my my place in the TL and writing music, and it was uh it was inspirational, so. Um, Definitely. I think sometimes, I don't know, I can find the Tenderloin, although it's like, it is a hard place. It's not like, you know, there's a lot of difficult things you see out there, but it also is like the underbelly of our city in a certain way, in a, in its own way. Um, and it needs to be respected and understood and like, I all, and respected, you know what I mean? Like, it's still humanity, you know what I mean? And this, it, like, the wealth differentials in the city also create what thing like the things that then people are gonna bash like okay if you're gonna bash it then do something to correct it you know what i mean if you yeah have the time if you have enough time to speak bad about it you have enough time to do good about it then too you know i feel that way 100 percent. that's every every time i heard someone say something negative about the tl i'm just like gosh i'm living here and i feel like i'm you know trying to you know do something about it you know i feel like transitional housing is is the way to go and mm-hmm. maybe people that they're listening that, you know, the Tenderloin, I mean, there's homeless people and people are pointing and saying homeless instead. I was like, instead of pointing and saying homeless, pointing and saying transitional housing and getting people off the streets. And yeah, exactly. I know, yeah, so I don't know. I felt like when I lived in the, the TL and I was on Polk and Geary, so people mm-hmm. that, you know, I knew people that lived on, you know, Turk and leavenworth and then i told him i lived in the you know i lived in the tl and they're like you live on polk and gary that's not the tl <laughs> yeah it's close enough it's, it's just it's just there yeah you know yeah. yeah and polk street is you know an iconic street in its own right um i used to go to the cozy car back in the day yes oh yeah <laughs> oh that's so great we get to talk about the tl because oh 
Yeah. So uh, crazy car or crazy car or cozy car, and then yeah. um, they recently so Gangway was another place right there in Larkin and in in um, Geary, and so that mm-hmm. was one really old. I think it was one of the oldest gay bars in San Francisco. Yeah, and that so, one, and then there's Aunt Charlie's too, but that's a little bit farther down. Yeah, that's on Turk, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Aunt Charlie's was one of the first drag bars in the city, actually. Charlie was? Um, Aunt Charlie's is what it's called? Yeah, Auntie Charlie's. That's right next to a, a music studio called Francisco Studios. It's a 24-hour jam spot. Uh, a friend of mine, a couple yeah. friends of mine, they they have, a, they have a band, and they're in there. I, I, there's not very many places I know that Lennon Studios and these other places, you know, to jam, they're there, but I don't know if they're open 24 hours. So that's that's yeah, like literally that's right next to Auntie Charlie's. And so what we do, you know, before or after, you know, we'd go and have a jam session, we'd go into Auntie Charlie's um, and they would have uh, a stuffed animal machine there where you could <laughs> play the stuffed animal machine. It was the only, I, I don't know. I'd always, from when I was a kid, I always had a thing with stuffed animal machines. I don't know. Oh, for sure. I was always able to win. I think that I was, I don't know, I always got lucky you have, with You it. had the juice. You knew the tricks. Yeah. There was a... Those, those claw machines are the bane of most people's, most children's existence, aren't they? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So with uh, yeah. with Cozy Car, so the owner of Cozy Car, uh, before, yeah, Pam loves Cozy Car. She just, yeah. And um, who doesn't love Cozy Car? I remember the first time someone <laughs> brought me there, I didn't realize what was going on until, like, a couple sips in, I was like, "Whoa, hi!" Yeah, <laughs> oh hey, and so I'm looking forward to that. I'm really yeah, looking I've forward to places like that interesting opening. Interesting evenings there for sure. <laughs> it's very unique. Uh, so the uh, if anyone's ever been there, I wonder if they're open. They could be able mm-hmm. to So they b- actually bought Gangway. So the same owners that own Cozy Car bought Gangway, and now it's something else. Oh. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, everything's changing, and then also now that everything's closed, like, let's see, good luck. That if, if, you know, one thing, one and a thing can come back, unless they have the blessing to do that whole patio moment, you know. But have you been to Zeitgeist? Have you been to any of these places that are they're open? I know that El Techo is uh, is open until 10. There's not very many places that are open until 10, or at least last time I checked. But Yeah, right. Um, I haven't been to... No, I haven't. I, well, I haven't been to that guy since it's reopened. No, um, and which other ones? No, but they just started closing Valencia Street, which is actually quite a scene. Um, and it seems like because I have a couple friends that work on the, work at the different bars out there. Um, but it seems like it's about to. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen as it as things open up again. And you know, it seems like they're actually going to close Valencia like those blocks. Um, you know. For a long time, I think that's kind of going to be like the long-term plan, which is quite interesting. Yeah, um, I remember you know yeah. walking down the street, walking down Valencia recently when they had that close off. Like you were talking about, if anyone's you know been there yet, and thinking mm-hmm. I was like, man, you know, some of these restaurants they could fit more people outside than they ever could inside, and maybe it could exactly, be better. Straight up. Yeah, I mean those the ones that have the extra space on the outside. Like, you know, because not all of them, like, sometimes the restaurants are right next to each other, so they kind of have to fight for the space. But a friend of mine works um, at the wine bar, et cetera, on the oh, corner there. that's a good spot. Um, yeah, and, like, so that place, I mean, it was super small on the inside, but now that they have the outside space, they just had a vintage shop next to them. And um, they have, like, doubled 
their seating area. It's like I'd crazy. I love to hear that. You know? I love to so, hear that. So it's like the restaurant is like two times the size that it ever was before. Yeah. So that a uh, that a uh, wine bar that your friend works at is on the corner of Valencia Nineteenth. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Valencia yeah. Oh right gosh. There. Yeah. I should check that out. But was it Beretta too? I seen that Beretta. It's another place. I know that you're you know twenty third and Valencia, and so they got outdoor seating there too. I live in Bernal Heights, so I like to go for a little, like, jog, you know. Yeah. And uh, I saw that they were setting that up. And some of these places, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Got to support our restaurants. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I started something called, we started something at Muni uh, called Tiki Desk Concerts. And I'm a oh, big cool. cook. I, we Pam cooks, too. Yeah. Um, we like to cook, but then it's like, you got these businesses that are reopening. And it's like, I almost feel like I want to go and support these businesses, you know. Because yeah, they need it. True. They do need it. But, you know, we got, like, I think also it's fun to see the, the pop-up things that people are creating themselves and how those are, um, you know, building and transforming. And, you know, everyone has, like, an opportunity now in a funny way. Like, before you didn't necessarily have, um, <laughs> before you didn't have the necessary same opportunities as before, like, to do, like, pop-ups. And, but now, you know, it's kind of like the world is the oyster for anyone who has the time and the ingenuity, you know what I mean? in a funny way yeah there's a we had a chef call in the other day and they started their own catering business because of this whole lockdown they're making like 60 70 meals a day and they're delivering them oh geez yeah i just i don't know how that how that works i don't know if they're doing it old school like by a phone and be like hey i want some food and they deliver it but um yeah Yeah. we're adapting Yeah, well, yeah, so I I know that I hope to see you around. I think what you're doing is really awesome, and, uh, I mean, people and you're working with everyone with the art. Have you had any – I'm sure you have a lot of success stories. Um, yeah, well, I'm actually – I'm brand new at this job itself, um, so not yet. This is, like, my uh, second or third, like, full weekend. I started kind of soft in July, but um, of I'm course excited it's- to have – Huh? Yeah, I mean, I mean, starting a job during this pandemic is just so, <laughs> it's so it's not a different. Real thing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but we are, I think, as things move forward, I plan on like doing art shows for the residents and all kinds of cool stuff. So um, definitely, I'll like, you know, if I if it ever one things pick up, I'll definitely like shout you if you can shout it out for anybody on the on the mutiny. Yeah. Uh, network that wants to roll through. Just flown through um, the sound wave, San Francisco. Whoosh. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely keep us uh posted, and uh. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show today. We got Maddie Lois, uh, local art. <laughs> you're. I feel like you thanks. just do everything. You're like an all-time <laughs> quarterback or something. You know. <laughs> it's hard to just. Thanks, well, n- I guess I'm a curator and an organizer. So just call it that. You know? Yeah. Easy enough, but I'm a jack of all trades for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, hope to see you around. We're doing these Tiki Desk concerts every other Sunday, so you're welcome to, you know, cruise by. It's an outdoor, you know, roof deck, so it's oh, um, sweet, definitely. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll message you for the info. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Cool. Well, awesome. thanks for having me. Yeah, have fun really at the fun. beach. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, right. Enjoy the weather and make sure you drink water, yeah? Oh, yeah. Everybody drink water. Oh, yeah. Along with your beers or whatever else you're drinking. Beers and water, double fisting. Double fisting. Okay, cool. Good to talk to you, Justin. You too. Have a good night. Okay, you too. Bye.
What a joy to the world. Yes, sitting back here in the Mission District, it's about 95 degrees in San Francisco, which is very rare. Just had a, uh, a native call in, fresh back from London, can't imagine, and uh, coming into this pandemic in February, talking about with Elliot Racine, you know, having him, him on the show the old-fashioned way, just have someone come in and take a seat. And and talking him across the way, Howard Stern style, to um, being completely locked down. I mean, we got this microphone like doubled up here. You know, we got the gloves, we got everything. We're doing it. We're adapting to the times. So, um, speaking of Bay Area natives, I got another uh, Bay Area uh, song for you um, by a band and a person. Goes by Mr. Andrew. I love this album. It's called The Dirty White Album, and this is a song called uh, Just Dream. Just a Dream. That is Mr. Andrew, the Bay Area native. Some Bay Area natives around here. Still around here. Just uh, hanging out. Yeah, so we uh, we have um, 
we're going to be playing back Chroma C um, Tiki Desk concerts here. And I was going to play one last song before we do that. And I was going to, yeah, so I was just talking to Maddie. So just got back from Calistoga. Wow, has anyone ever been? Beautiful. Different kind of place. The friend get chased by a raccoon, actually. And uh, it was, I've never seen anything like it. I was raised on a ranch, cattle ranch out in the East Bay. I never, ever seen a raccoon chase after a human. It was so bizarre. And so I, I got to, you know, see, it's just, it was so cute. I don't know. It was just, it was like this vicious, cute little raccoon. Like, I don't know. They supposedly can do damage, but the dogs and the, and the, the raccoons back home in the East Bay, for me, they, they got along. The animals seem to have get along pretty well, I feel like, um, in the city as well. I noticed, you know, because we had cattle dogs, you know, growing up as a kid. And out here, the dogs, they get more interaction with other dogs. So I feel like they're a little bit more friendly. Really cute. And so, um, so we got uh, Jason Youngson. He's the drummer of Sunk and the Wyatt Act. They have some fun stuff coming up. The Wyatt Act, uh, they've been around for some time. An old staple here. Um, I think, gosh, I mean, Pam and Pam had met Guinevere, uh, the singer of the band, at a poetry thing at 16th and Mission. Gosh, how long ago was that? It's pretty cool. So their, uh, their song, uh, Lightning, has become my Candyman theme song. So I think I'm going to close it out to you. Uh, Jason Youngson is going to be doing a lockdown uh, music city rehearsal lockdown set. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and post that too in my uh, in my my IG, and um, yeah. So I don't know what anyone's doing out there. I uh, I'm thinking that the beach sounds like a good idea. Maybe Golden Park, Golden Gate Park this weekend. Um, but this is the Candy Man song. That became my Candy Man song. This is sunk. This is lightning. Tuning in, we got some Tiki Desk concerts after this.
sunk, sunk, Jason Young's son, and Guinevere Q, the Wyatt Act. Yeah, so we had Chroma C on the show. Gosh, I'm looking at this now. This is the uh, June 14th. I'm going to be playing this uh, Tiki Desk concert back for you. Uh, Chroma C seems like a nice way to uh, to wind down the show, given the uh, the temperature outside and that this is definitely beach weather, certainly. Uh, yeah, Chroma C, you can find them anywhere. You can find them Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you could find music. And mutinyradio.fm. So, here we are. Here we are. A little live stream for you guys. Enjoy.
plant-based.
Chroma C, Tiki Desk Concerts. Up next, we got some a uh, we got an open mic and we got some outdoor comedy right here on the corner of Twenty uh, First in Florida, which is exciting. Um, with your host Pam Benjamin, very exciting couple hours ahead of us. So stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to JW Make Awake Show, and we will see you next week. Revolution and season six of Alone. Go check her out on her YouTube. She sent me some important Community Environmental Advocates Foundation news. Canadian firm proposes opening Grass Valley Mine. Public comments are due by August 17th, 2020. This is very, very time sensitive in that August 17th is next week. And Grass Valley, California. Nevada County recently announced that a long-awaited public process will begin on a controversial proposal by Canadian mining company RISE Gold Corps to reopen the historic Idaho-Maryland mine. Located in Grass Valley, the mine last operated in 1956 and shut down due to financial difficulties and diminishing production, yet it left behind a legacy of both a legendary gold mine and a prolific amount of environmental damage. The lure of possible untapped riches has continued to this day. As recently as eight years ago, the previous owner, M. Gold Mining, abandoned its second effort to open the mine due to an inability to resolve environmental issues and exhausted financial resources. Now RASE Gold is betting on succeeding where others have failed and has submitted mining permit application documents to the Nevada County Planning Document Department. On Friday, July 17th, Nevada County released a notice of preparation that summarized the project and starts the public review process. Citizens are invited to give comments and feedback on the plan by August 17th, 2020. That's next week. There will be no virtual public hearing. Instead, the public is invited to watch a pre-recorded presentation that will be posted for viewing by July 27th. Citizens will not be able to give verbal comments, but are being asked instead to send a letter with their concerns to the county. Community Environmental Advocates Foundation Members have asked the county to extend the deadline on the comment period until September 16th so that the public has adequate time to review the proposal and send in their concerns. Quote, this is a massive and complex project with a permit application of over 100 documents to serve the public interests and assure 
that all the potential impacts are studied, we are asking the county to provide more than the minimal 30-day review period, unquote, stated Ralph Silverstein, CEA Foundation president. According to the project documents, mining will take place 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The main access to the mine and processing facilities will be located at the 119-acre New Brunswick site, located at the corner of Brunswick and East Bennett Roads. About 1,500 tons of waste rock and tailings will be processed from the mine daily, with most of it being deposited on-site or trucked to the 56-acre former mine site on Idaho-Maryland Road west of Centennial Drive. Over the course of 11 years, these built-up engineer fill piles of mine waste will cover 75 total acres to heights up over 90 feet. They will be graded on top so that they may be utilized for future development. The mine waste will be transported by trucks making up to 100 round trips per day, 16 hours per day, seven days a week. Quote, I don't think people have an understanding of how impactful this will be to our community. We're looking at a two gravel quarry type operations in Grass Valley built upon two sites covering a total of 75 acres, more than 100 truck trips daily, and all the noise and dust associated with that, unquote, added Silberman, Silberstein. Three years ago, a Canadian firm, Rise Gold, purchased the properties and began preparatory work. A prolonged period of exploratory drilling was a constant source of irritation to the neighbors due to the round-the-clock noise, and numerous complaints were filed. Already, conservation organizations, local residents, and community groups have expressed concerns about the mine's impact on air quality, noise, traffic, groundwater, local habitat, and threats to domestic wells in the area. The proposed highly industrial mine site is surrounded by residential neighborhoods. One major issue from the previous effort to open the mine was the impact of dewatering the miles of underground tunnels, requiring pump pumping out 250 acre feet of groundwater into South Fork Wolf Creek initially, and then perpetually pumping after that. All of this water must be treated to rem remove pollutants. In addition to the impacts proposed, uh, of the proposed dewatering, the plan indicates that a long stretch of the creek will be encased in pipes to act as an underground storm drain for the entire property. Quote, we are concerned about the nonstop discharge of large amounts of water from the mine into the creek, unquote, stated Jonathan Keene of Wolf Creek Community Alliance. Quote, South Wolf Creek should not be treated like a storm drain, Keenan added. We are concerned about chemical pollution from mining operations and about local wells becoming com polluted or going dry. Residents of the area also expressed concern about the impact on their neighborhoods, quality of life, and home values. The proposed buildup of mine waste rock and tailings on the main Brunswick site backs up to rural residential neighborhoods where people have settled seeking peace and quiet in the natural setting amongst trees. Quote, when we bought our home, the nearby Brunswick site was zoned for light industrial, which didn't concern us. But to open this mine, they needed to rezone it, which will change the very nature of the area we live in, stated Christy Hubbard, a resident of Grass Valley. And like many of our neighbors for miles around, we live on a well that produces the sweetest water and costs practically nothing. It's not clear to me 
that any expert could absolutely guarantee we won't lose that. Strong local opposition to reopening mines is certainly not a new thing in Nevada County, but recent history raised the level of concern to new heights following the opening of the Siskon mine in 1995. After posting a significant bond and gaining assurances that the wells in the area were safe and the impacts of dewatering the mine, a permit was granted, only to find that within a short period of time, wells were sucked dry and rendered unusable. Quote, water is the most precious resource in our foothill communities. In the mid-1990s, as a result of the Siskon Gold Corporation operators, we lost numerous residential wells on the San Juan Ridge due to catastrophic dewatering of our aquifer explained Sol Henson of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association. This included the loss of the well at Grizzly Hill School, the primary grade school of the Ridge. Since that event 25 years ago, Grizzly Hill School still has to treat its water for contaminants as a result of that mining activity. Much like the dewatering plan proposed by RISE, Siskon promised everything, and then suddenly our wells were ruined. We hope history doesn't repeat itself, unquote. The notice of preparation is available on the county website. That's at mynevadacounty.com 3054 Environmental Impact Record. Again, that's www.mynevadacounty.com backslash 3054 backslash Environmental Impact Report. Information on how to submit a letter to the county can be found at cea nc.org mining now is the time to make sure the county is right asking the right questions about the idaho maryland mine the mission of the community environmental advocates foundation cea foundation is to perform research education and advocacy to promote public policy and actions resulting in responsible land use and environmental protection in nevada county and the sierra nevada region all right wolf creek community alliance wcca is a volunteer run 501c3 nonprofit organization focused primarily on cleaning up Wolf Creek and restoring this neglected community resource to a condition of optimal health and integrity for the benefit of all its human and wildlife inhabitants. That's at wolfcreekalliance.org. And the primary purpose of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association is to promote the environmental, social, and economic well-being of the San Juan Ridge community located in Nevada County, California. California. So thank you, Wania of... Buckskin Revolution, located in Grass Valley. Uh, she was in season six of Alone. She lasted 73 days in the wilderness. She now teaches ancestral skills in workshops. Right now, I, I believe she's working online, but she's done gatherings, and she's just an amazing human being. So thank you for sending that. Wania, again, that's Community Environmental Advocates Foundation, and try to write a letter before the 17th of August to... Um, Shut down, not let the opening of the Grass Valley mine happen again in Grass Valley. So check that out. Thanks again, Winia. And we'll be right back with more Mutiny Radio stuff because the stream's back up. Yay. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19th, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old... He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um. What, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch. And, uh... And uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm just not, I'm not moving it, you know, I've arrived, why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Mutiny Radio. 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 Radio
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near fun every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak healing. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) 
Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full-length movies. Let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next Have you been missing out on live music and comedy? Remember Killer Dinners? Don't worry about a thing, because Soul Sausage Presents Pandementia has brought you the hottest, freshest, sexiest new beast in the Bay Area. The Oakland Unicorn Speakeasy Comedy and Dinner Club in Koreatown, Northgate. Featuring comedians from NBC, MTV, Comedy Central, Soul Sausage TV, and YouTube. Tickets and packages, showtimes, and information are all at oaklandunicorn.com. Sponsored by Soul Sausage, Reek Disc Electronics, and True Healing Collective. Grand opening weekend, August 6th through 9th, featuring Kabir Singh and Xander Beltran. Tickets on sale now at oaklandunicorn.com. That's oaklandunicorn.com.
A cold shower helps. So does the thought of lunch. Pro football players eat well but wisely. Lunch is a refreshing meal and light. No one wants to eat too much because there's still another practice on the day's schedule. Usually lunch starts with hot soup and a cool salad of lettuce and tomatoes. But there's no spicy dressing for the salad. It's too hard to digest. Next come cold cuts like ham and roast beef, assorted cheeses, tuna fish and bread and rolls. Players can drink fruit juices, lemonade, iced tea or even hot coffee. No milk at lunch though. A pro training camp is like a football school. Players spend more time in classrooms than they do on the practice field. The rookie who fails to do his homework with a team playbook soon falls behind the rest of his teammates. The playbook contains hundreds of plays and formations. It is also a guide for training camp rules. It gives the schedule for meals, the time of meetings and other helpful information. Rookies often study their playbooks in their dormitory room after lunch. The playbook is never far from their reach. There is time after lunch for other things too, like writing letters home, or reading a book, or maybe a friendly game of cards. Players also use this period to take short naps before the start of afternoon practice. By 2.30 in the afternoon, most of them are on their way to the gym to get their ankles taped and to suit up for another long practice.